Day one of training camp has come to a close, and there's no better reaction than an overreaction. Let's talk about everything you need to know from the first day of training camp on this edition of the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. Our Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Lockdown. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown today to get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Lockdown Sun Levels podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Levels. Thank you guys for tuning in. Wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like and subscribe and turn on those notifications so you get an update when we post new content. Stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter, at Richie Bratz 36 and the podcast at LO underscore Sundables. Now, like I said, there's no better reaction than an overreaction. And we're here to talk about everything you need to know from the first day of training camp, spring camp, whatever you want to call it for Arizona State. Now, we're going to start the show with everything that went down, bullet point kind of material, the big takeaways. We're going to end the show. With my overreactions, and let me let me preface it, these are overreactions. Like, I I know someone is going to inevitably comment and be like, how could you possibly think that? That's so stupid. I warned you. I warned you ahead of time. These are overreactions. Do I actually mean these? No. Pro- probably not. Probably not. Maybe a little bit. But we'll get there. We'll cross that bridge when we get to that bridge. Let's just talk about everything you need to know. From day one of training camp, I was able to catch up with everything that was going on on Twitter, see the highlights, see the same stuff you guys got to see, and I'm here to bring you up to speed. I will be there on Saturday in person to take a look. But taking a look at the quarterbacks first, Jaden Rashada got his first chance for college snaps. Looked good. This kid, as we all know, is a big built kid, six foot four. Close to 200 pounds, he's got to put on some weight, has a cannon, can roll around. This is this is a guy that looks like a lot of fun. He looked pretty good in the little bit of opportunity that he had. He was throwing some fun passes around to the different receivers, one of which we're going to talk about in a little bit here. But Rashada looked good. He looked sharp. He definitely was showing off that cannon. You could see the way that he could just sling the ball into tight windows effortlessly. This is this is exactly what you want to see in day one of camp. Here's hoping that it continues to progress. But you want to talk about quarterbacks who looked good in camp. Bennett Meredith looked very good in camp. And I've been very vocal about him on this podcast. And I, I'm not going to claim that I'm the first person whatsoever. I'm not. There have been plenty of other people to talk about Bennett Meredith. But Bennett Meredith has been a guy that has been brought up before for Arizona State and after day one, Ben and Meredith looked like the best quarterback on the, on the field. Again, plenty of overreactions, but bottom line, as far as day one is concerned, Meredith played very well. He was throwing accurately. He was throwing confidently. He's definitely a guy you could tell took advantage of last season to really get up to speed with the game, understand everything that's going on, the, new, the nuances of going from high school to, the, to, uh, to college. He definitely looks 
like a more confident quarterback. He's going to make this quarterback battle interesting, people. Don't sleep on Bennett Meredith. Staying with the offensive side of the ball, the tight ends look good. Messiah Swenson had a ridiculous one-handed catch. Definitely probably the highlight of the day outside of a few other routes from a guy we're going to talk about in just a minute. I promise I didn't forget about this person. But Swenson with a highlight catch. Jalen Conyers is a man amongst boys. The dude is six foot four, 264 pounds, runs around like a gazelle. And with how big and strong he is, he catches the ball very naturally. And he looks like a like he's destined to become the tight end difference maker that the Sun Devils have lacked forever. Like this looks like the dude. They also were able to speak with Swenson and Conyers and they had talked about how excited they are to be working with Dillingham and how they expect the tight end position to be, you know, very, very incorporated in what the team is planning to do moving forward with the offense. If they're able to continue this kind of like highlight real plays, then yeah, I have no doubt that these tight ends are going to have career years and they're going to be very big focal points of this offense. But the bottom line with the tight ends, they looked good. Let's keep it going. One more guy I want to talk about here real quick. Xavier Guillory. This is the man of everyone who had big days during practice. No one was better than Xavier Guillory. Guillory, a transfer from Idaho State, about 1,300 career receiving yards, is coming to Arizona State with the hopes of really finding his own niche now in the power five level of competition and day one of camp could not have gone any better for him. He was roasting and toasting everybody that he was going up against. And poor Isaiah Johnson was on the receiving end more often than not of some great routes. There's two in particular that I can think of one where Guillory fakes the outside hip and then cuts it back inside for like a little slant and go kind of thing. Looked great. Totally was able to get Johnson off of his hip, caught the ball naturally. The play that everybody is talking about, I don't even know if I'd call it a sluggo route. I mean, he just, it, it's its a straight route. He hesitates very, very gently, enough to get Johnson to bite as if it's a curl, and then just took off again. And it got the audible, oh, from the crowd and everybody when they were watching the play, and rightfully so. It was a... It was a great rep. Guillory looked amazing. And for Arizona State, they more than likely are only going into the year with Elijah Badger as a guy who has a solidified starting spot. Everyone knows I'm big on Giovanni Sanders, but the bottom line is there's a lot of wide receiver competition, and there's going to be very little that's guaranteed to any of these guys. Day one, Guillory stood out big time. That's going to go a long ways, and it potentially is going to be something that coaches are going to remember when it comes time to making those difficult decisions. As we continue to go through camp and we see guys who are getting more starting time than, than others, don't be surprised if Guillory is benefiting from those opportunities. He really showed out in the first day of camp. He does it again Thursday. When I get to see him Saturday, he's going to be the guy that I'm staring at. So bottom line, biggest winner from camp day one absolutely has to be Xavier Guillory.
Want to talk to you guys real quick about our friends over at FanDuel because the NBA season is about just, just past the midway point. It's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 back. That's bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from money line, point scores, three strain, and more. FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger game payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss your chance for a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Go ahead and get your brackets ready and check out the Locked On College Basketball Bracket Breakdown. National analysis and insights from our local experts, the Locked On College Basketball po- Locked On College Basketball Bracket Breakdown has everything you need to make informed decisions on your bracket. Find the episode on Locked On College Basketball wherever you're getting your podcast and on YouTube. I know I will be checking that out as I complete my what's it called bracket. And I I, I don't know who I'm going with right now. I thought about UCLA, but they're all injured. So definitely check it out. Be well informed, especially if you're going for that billion dollars that. Warren Buffett does every year. Back into our conversation. Let's flip it over to the other side of the ball. Defensively, the most interesting story to me, and there's 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 really not much here, but it is very noteworthy because this is something that I have covered many times on this show at this point. It was stated officially that Deshaun Mallory will not be on this team. Deshaun Mallory was a transfer defensive lineman from Michigan State. There was all of this, will he, won't he be on the team? He was consistently listed on the team's website for being with the team, but never had actually joined the team. And we really were just kind of in this weird flux of like, is is he is he a Sun Devil? Is he not a Sun Devil? Is he, is he playing in 2023? What are we doing? It was officially released by Chris Cartman, who obviously got it from coaching staff that Mallory is not on the team. He will not be a Sun Devil. I assume that that's probably for the entirety of the year, but who knows? Maybe it's for a week or something. But as far as I'm concerned, I'm going in with the assumption that Mallory is just flat out not a Sun Devil. They're going to be having to move on without him. This is a blow to the defensive line. He was projected to be a starter for the team. And we were hoping that he could potentially be that next Nesta Jade Silvera as the starting nose tackle, a guy who can really maneuver around the defensive line very well, make make things easier for everybody around him. That's not going to be the case. They're going to be looking at some of their younger guys. I know that Robbie Harrison has really bulked up. There was a picture I saw of him. First of all, wearing number four. Love it, considering Nesta wore that last year. Dude looks big. And I'm really excited about it. I'm really hoping that Nest or not Nesta, I got Nesta on my mind, hoping that Robbie can get an opportunity to get onto the field. But there are other guys, you know, CJ fight is coming in for the team. Uh, There's all sorts of fluctuation that they're doing on the defensive line right now. And the next thing I wanted to bring up is BJ green, who typically in his first two seasons was lined up as a three technique defensive tackle was getting workouts done as an edge rusher. Interesting. BJ Green's not the biggest guy in the world. Six foot one, 270 some odd pounds. 
he's always been kind of looked at as like that undersized defensive tackle. He's like that tweener because he just doesn't have the, the best size in the world or the best length or anything like that. But the bottom line is the dude's a penetrator. He's a good pass rusher. And he's a guy that deserves more snaps heading into his third, potentially last year with the Sun Devils. ASU seems to be intent on getting the most out of him as well. And they should because he's led the team in sacks both seasons that he's been there tying last year with four guys, but leading the team as a true freshman. He hasn't had full-time opportunities yet. There's no reason for the Sun Devils to not get him out there at this point. And it feels like they are looking for like every excuse they can to get him on the field however they can, because there's a lot of defensive line talent. One of the, one of the other guys I wanted to touch on was Clayton Smith, a transfer in from Oklahoma who was a five-star prospect coming out of high school. Look terrific. Dude's got the bend, the twitch, the speed. If he can convert the power, I mean, you're talking about a big time difference maker as an edge rusher. If you're able to hone in on him, get him to the level that you know he could possibly be, and then also find a way to get BJ Green very, very involved. I like the idea of those two bookends. And, you know, Michael Matus is back. Uh, uh, Stefan Anthony is back. Anthony Cooper, Stefan Anthony's a linebacker. I don't know what I'm doing. Anthony Cooper is back. There's there's a lot of intriguing defensive line play here, but I do like that they're experimenting with BJ Green and lining him up at edge rusher, hopefully getting him some snaps inside still for kicking him in on passing downs and stuff like that. But very interesting that they want to include him. I want to talk about Kenny Dillingham as well, like specifically Kenny Dillingham. So these were, from my understanding, very, very fast, like high, high-paced kind of drills that they were running. They were running 11 on 11. They did all of their 11 on 11 drills in under three minutes. They were piling through. This is high intensity kind of stuff. And clearly Dillingham is intent on getting into game shape very, very quickly and getting these guys ready for a fast-paced kind of offense, defense, whatever have you. So very interesting to me. There was a point towards the very beginning of practice. Dillingham had to pull his guys in three separate occasions to break the huddle that he had lined up. They just weren't executing the way that he wanted them to. He even had told them, like, you guys, it's not that hard. We're breaking huddle. You guys need to do this correctly. So it's it's the little things with Dillingham, and that's – kind of crazy to think for a young guy like Dillingham, who's 32 turning 33 this year for him to be so specific about the way that he wants things run. It's awesome to see. I'm absolutely here for it. So that was cool. Uh, after practice, he had said, you know, we're excited, but there's a lot to clean up naturally brand new coaching staff, lots of brand new players. Of course, there's going to be stuff to clean up. Can't blame him there. One last thing I want to mention is that Kenny Dillingham had introduced these one-on-one drills, which isn't anything that we're not used to seeing, but it's unique for the Sun Devils in that it felt very matchup based. And we got some really awesome reps. We got to see Elijah Badger go up against Roe Torrance. We got to see uh, Xavier Guillory go up against Isaiah Johnson. We got Jake Smith out there running with Ed Woods. Like we got lots of different guys on the defensive side of the ball that were lining up with guys on the offensive side of the ball, but they were able to shuffle it around. So it's not 
just the same guys going at it over and over and over again. We got to see everything shuffled around. It, it, it felt like you were picking mashups almost. I, I don't think that's necessarily what it was, but that feels like the way it was being run. That's very unique. That's really exciting. I hope that they continue to do that. The players responded very well to it. You could tell that they were getting excited. They were rooting each other on. They really liked the feeling of it. Hopefully that's something that's here to stay. I really like that idea. One more time, I want to talk to you guys about the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. My good friends, Isaac Shade and Andy Patton, bring you everything you need to know on and off the court, hear from big-name coaches, experts, and insiders throughout the college basketball landscape. It's Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you're getting your podcasts. Overreactions time. I promised you some overreactions. I've got four of them. I prefaced it at the beginning. I don't necessarily believe in these. I'll let you decide if I truly believe in these or not, just for fun. First, Bennett Meredith is quarterback one. Bennett Meredith is the starting quarterback for the Sun Levels. He was the best quarterback on the field. He looked sharp. He took all of last year with the scouting team to be able to understand the intricacies of the college level. It's a step up in competition for him. It's a brand new coaching staff that's going to give him every opportunity. It's brand new receivers for him to work with and establish chemistry. No quarterback on this team has an edge right now. Trenton Borgay doesn't have an edge over Drew Pine, who doesn't have an edge over Jaden Rashada, who doesn't have an edge over Jacob Conover, who don't have an edge over Bennett Meredith. You want an overreaction? Here's one. Bennett Meredith is the starting quarterback. He's quarterback one. We'll see what happens. Second overreaction, Xavier Guillory is the second coming of Brandon Ayuk. Ayuk was a Juco kid who came to Arizona State, dominated as a number two receiver, and exploded in his last year with the team. Ends up being a first-round pick by the Niners. Now he's one of the best young receivers in football. Well, guess what? Guillory is Brandon Ayuk 2.0. He is about to be the next coming of this terrific deep threat who comes from a smaller school and produces at a higher level, makes some great chemistry with the young quarterbacks on this team. And Arizona state is going to benefit from Guillory, not necessarily saying he's wide receiver one, because remember Ayuk did play, uh, did play. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Robin to Nikhil Harry's Batman his first year, but Guillory, the next Brandon Ayuk. You want more overreactions? Okay. This defense needs a lot of improvement. There's there's a lot of moving pieces right now, and there's a lot of change. So much change to the defensive side of the ball, maybe more than any other spot on this team. I think there's more change on the defensive side of the ball than there is offense. There's, there's a lot going on. These receivers work to the defensive backs. These these receivers looked like NFL guys, and these defensive backs looked like Richie Bradshaw running out there. So you want an overreaction? This defense does not look good. They got to change a lot of things sooner rather than later. Finally, my last overreaction, Kenny Dillingham. I'd like to introduce you to the next Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly, the legendary Oregon coach, the widely successful UCLA coach. Kenny Dillingham is him, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, look at it. They, they both come from Morgan. High intensity, quick, disciplined, 
Not going to take no BS. Offensive mind. All I'm saying, if, if if you look at Kenny Dillingham and you squint hard enough, you can see him as Chip Kelly. Dillingham is Chip Kelly 2.0. Bennett Meredith is the best quarterback on this team. Xavier Guillory is the next coming of Brandon Ayuk, and his defense has a lot of work to do. Those are my overreactions from one day of camp. We'll be sure to keep you guys in touch with everything that's going on. Also want to make note that tonight, the Sun Devils are playing Nevada for the playing game at 6.30 Arizona time on True TV. Tune in and root the boys on for an opportunity for us to go back to March Madness. We need all the support we can get. If you're at the game, get loud. If you're on your couch, send all the energy you can. Root on the Sun Devils. Keep in touch with everything that's going on with the Sun Devils by subscribing to this podcast wherever you get your podcast. Turn on notifications so you get an update when we post new content. And follow me on Twitter, RichieBrads36. And the podcast at LO underscore Sun Devils. That's all for us here today. So until next time, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun